With their new Epic Speed Driver, Callaway is framing the future of speed. Using a jailbreak speed frame structure that connects the sole and crown, they've reduced the head's twisting and deformation at impact. This means more energy stays in the driver face and transfers to the ball. More energy to the ball means more ball speed. Who doesn't want more ball speed? Jailbreak speed frame is in the forgiving Epic Max, the Epic Speed, and the tour-preferred Epic Max LS. Explore Epic Drivers at CallawayGolf.ca. Quebec is in the midst of another debate over language. Francois Legault's CAC government has tabled Bill 96, which seeks to update the long-standing Bill 101 in an effort to protect the French language in Quebec. But as these things usually go, the government has courted controversy. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Montreal Gazette political reporter Philippe Otier joins me to discuss what the bill covers, concerns being raised over Anglo rights in Quebec, and how the debate has carried over into federal politics. Don't forget you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So, Philip. For Canadians who may not be clear as to what's going on with Quebec in this debate over language, what in broad terms is Bill 96? Bill 96 is really an amendment or an update or a a reboot of the 44-year-old Quebec language law, which other Canadians might know better uh, as Bill 101. Mm -hmm. The original Bill 101 was created by the Parti Québécois when they took power uh, after the 76 election. And it, for example, did a lot of things to improve the status of French. For example, it it required immigrants to uh, attend French schools. It tried to impose French-only signs outdoors, commercial signs. And it did a number of these things, but over the years... Much of it has been struck down by the courts for various reasons, struck down or amended. For example, the sign law was changed. uh, Originally, it would have been French-only signs. Now there's a, after years in the courts, the compromise that was cooked up by the Supreme Court of Canada was that French should be predominant. So you'd have marked predominance of French on the signs without banning other languages. It's been a long process. But the origins of the bill were to protect French over many, many years. So how does this bill fit with the platform on which Francois Legault and the CAQ were elected? It's an interesting point because in the 2018 election, they were not proposing this at all, such sweeping reforms, sweeping legislation. And in fact, when Mr. Legault was asked about this in the 2018 election, he would say, we don't really need to do an overhaul of Bill 101. We just need to have better enforcement of the existing rules. And he campaigned on that for months and months and months. But what happened uh, was, uh, this is how we'll explain it to you if you ask him, is in the meantime, over the years, there have been a number of studies that show French is in decline and French is in trouble in a number of areas. So he feels justified to proceed with the reforms, even though that's not what he was talking about in the election. How is it that French is in decline, that it's gotten to the point where the government feels, okay, we need to look at the legislation again, we need to make changes to Bill 101? There are symbolic things that have shown up. For example, you hear a lot more English in the stores of Montreal than French. 
if you've been to Montreal, you know that you go into shops, you quite often get greeted by bonjour, hi. Mm -hmm. The bill does not deal with that kind of interaction. Mm -hmm. But there have been various studies, more serious studies beyond bonjour, hi, which say that when you go into stores in Montreal, it can be a problem to get service in French. And that's due to a whole series of factors, including the fact that some of the employees that are hired, these are not the greatest paying jobs in the world. And so they're not necessarily the most educated people who are, are taking them. But there's also been other studies that show an increase of English required in the workplace. That's considered a target area. Also, that uh, new arrivals, immigrants, tend not to sign up for the French courses. And even when they do to, to better integrate into the majority society, their graduation rates are not that high. And that even those that graduate are not really able to converse in French. And this has been documented in a number of studies produced in the last year, really. What does Bill 96 want to change from Bill 101? And what else may be new that they want to introduce? In the legislation and in the news conferences where they've explained the bill, it does not take away, for example, the rights of the English community to have English schools or control their school boards mm -hmm. or uh, to get service in English in a hospital. But one of the, th the big things that it does is it's putting a cap on enrollment levels in the English school system. And one of the reasons they're doing that is because it's very popular with young francophones and young allophones to attend English college in Quebec because it allows them to improve their English as they're entering the workforce, which, as I mentioned earlier, increasingly is requiring or asking young people to have uh, more English. Mm -hmm. It puts a ceiling on the enrollment in the SEJEP system in order to ensure that most of the, those attending English SEJEPs are actually uh, Quebec Anglophones, people that did their elementary and high schools uh, level courses in English. The bill also states that French is the uh, official language of Quebec, of the Quebec nation that uses that, that kind of language. It is designed to make French the normal language of studies in Quebec and the normal common language. There's a fair number of sweeping generalizations, and then there are more specific things. So basically, this is a sense that like, since the 1970s, when Bill 101 came to be, we've had kind of a changing demographic in specifically Montreal. I get the sense that this is kind of aimed at kind of changes that have happened in Montreal over the last four decades. But we've had changes in Quebec that have seen kind of newer Canadians come in, and they may not be as keen to learn French, or you've had kind of a growing workforce of people who speak predominantly English. And so the government is saying, well, because Quebec is a nation and because we believe that French should be the first official language or the official language of the nation of Quebec, we need to work harder to do more to protect French language in Quebec. Like that's kind of the overarching thrust of the bill. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, a lot of people think that the key to uh, having uh, immigrants speak more French is in the workplace. That's their first contact with Quebec society in many cases. So the bill, for example, will extend the French certification process to smaller companies, companies of 25 to 49 employees. That's a key area of the legislation aimed at those new arrivals that you mentioned. It also, for example, would make, and there's been some erosion in this, but it would make French the main language of the government in dealing with companies, not necessarily individuals, but in other companies or, or municipalities. There's another 
controversial part of the bill, which is to remove the bilingual status of various municipalities. There's about 75 municipalities in Quebec which have the bilingual status. This was dates back to the days when the, the English population was quite a bit higher in Quebec. And technically, you're supposed to have a 50% population of English speakers or English mother tongue in order to have bilingual status, which allows a municipality to, for example, produce documents in French and English, put up signs in the municipalities in French and English. In many cases over the years, the population has slipped below the 50%. So the bill is kind of a compromise on that. The bill proposes to drop the bilingual status of municipalities with under 50 But it also says if the municipality or city wants to maintain this services or this status, it can adopt a motion. So it kind of tosses the ball on this subject into the hand of the mayors and the councillors of various cities. When you talk about Quebec and you talk about debates over language and protecting language rights, but also ensuring the health of the French language in Quebec, you run into questions about concerns over Anglo rights in the province. What has been raised in terms of concerns about that, and how has the government responded to those concerns? The biggest concerns that uh, I have found so far are to deal with the the more the legalistic aspects of the bill, the language of the bill, the fact that the bill wants to insert into the Canadian Constitution that French is the official language of Quebec. What that has raised with many minority groups is uncertainty over the legal ramifications of the bill in the long run. That has been the main source of concern. I think, uh, for example, as, as I mentioned, the municipalities, they're not terribly unhappy with the arrangement that's being offered to them that they can maintain their bilingual status. But in the long run, if there are legal challenges to the bill, which, as you know, is being shielded by the notwithstanding clause, so it makes it very difficult to challenge, but there are some, some groups that feel that the fact that you put in the Constitution that French is the official language of Quebec could be interpreted in ways which in the long run could threaten some minority rights. It has yet to be proven, but it's, it's certainly sparked a big debate. What kind of workplaces would this bill apply to? Is it just, you know, like provincially regulated workplaces? Is it government? Is it the corner store? Who does this ultimately affect? The initial part of Bill 101 was mainly aimed at large businesses, private businesses of over 50 employees. So, for example, if you had a a big company, you had to set up a, a French language committee internally in your company to ensure that employees could get services in French and that uh, the business business was conducted in French, that, for example, software on computers was French, that your signs were French. But those rules, which have been in place for years, tend to create a lot of red tape and a lot of bureaucracy. And the smaller companies have resisted many for many, many years the idea of, of having those same requirements applied to them. But this bill does extend that to the smaller companies. It does not extend to uh, your mom and pop corner store. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that it does give consumers a recourse, even if they go into a small store and they cannot get served in French they are allowed to call the Office Québécoise de la langue française and file a complaint. The way it's being spun by the CAC government is that, well, then the office, the bureaucrats in the office would contact the small company and accompany them and help them to evolve and provide more French services. Ultimately, it could uh, turn into a system of legal challenges and fines. Mm-hmm. 
it does introduce the notion for the first time of a legal recourse to someone who goes into a store and cannot buy shoes in French, for example. But at this point, no one's talking about like the language police coming to their shops and writing tickets because someone couldn't buy shoes in French. We're not there yet, but you know, the bill, it's early days on the bill. I don't know if you remember the, uh, a few years back, we went through uh, what, uh, the story that was called Pastagate, in which uh, <laughs> yeah. there was a controversy over the use of linguine and various words on menus and restaurants. And it was very embarrassing for the government and they backed away from it. It's often the things you don't see coming when dealing with language legislation that pop up as surprises in the long run. If we've seen parts of Bill 101 overturned by the courts, what makes the Legault government confident that they won't face similar issues with Bill 96? They clearly, in in a sense, admit that they fear uh, legal challenges uh, to the bill because from the get-go, as they did with uh, the state secularism bill, if you remember Bill 21, they do a preemptive use of the notwithstanding clause, which allows them to override fundamental rights of the Canadian and Quebec constitution. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it is an admission that they know that some of these items, which have not yet been explored in the courts, they know that some of these items can and will be challenged. And they invoke the clause. Uh, Their language is that we we have to protect French. Uh, Quebec is the only French minority society in North America in a sea of English. Mm-hmm. And so we have the right to proceed in this way. It is very much a bill that governs for the majority. It seems to have the support of the majority of the population. The majority of the population in polls have expressed concerns about the state of French and the status of French. It does say that the English community's rights will be respected, but we have not seen any of this tested yet. It's a long-term game. I expect this will go on for a full year, this debate. As you mentioned, this involves dealing with Quebec's constitution, Canada's constitution. The prime minister was asked to wait in on this. I think a lot of people were kind of shocked by not his tacit support, but he seems to kind of feel that this is all above board. What did you make of that reaction? And how do you feel that plays in Quebec compared to the rest of the country? It was a surprise reaction from the prime minister. And um, many people think that whichever way Mr. Trudeau came down on this issue, that Francois Legault would come out a winner because had he said the opposite, that I don't think this is legitimate, then there would have been a backlash in Quebec, which would have helped the CAC among francophone voters. Mm -hmm. As it is, he's uh, given his tacit, he says that the, the request is legitimate. Mr. Trudeau has said that to recognize in the constitution that French language and Quebec is a nation. Politically, Legault has won on both fronts on this particular subject. A lot of people see what Mr. Trudeau said as electoral. Mr. Trudeau's real problem is that the opposition parties in the House of Commons are saying that they agree with this plan. And you always got to remember in the background, there's a federal election looming Mm -hmm. and everybody wants to appeal to Quebec voters, right? Everybody wants to get the nationalist voters, the conservatives, the bloc, the NDP, which played this game in the past, in which they took a more uh, nationalistic stand and uh, under, under Jack Layton. And they got a lot of francophone votes. From what I've seen, however, Mr. Trudeau's comments have not gone over well with the rest of Canada <laughs> in the West. And the columnists have been having a field day about this. A lot of people were surprised by Mr. Trudeau's position on this. 
But then a lot of other people said, well, you know, uh, there's an election coming. What else is he going to say? Exactly. I mean, politics are always kind of on the horizon here. I get the sense, though, that not all experts in constitutional law agree with the prime minister's sentiment. What are you hearing from some of the people who are saying, well, wait a second, I don't know if Quebec can unilaterally do this? There is a split opinion on this. One of the principal persons that the government has invoked or called upon to justify its move is Benoit Peltier, who's actually a former liberal constitutional affairs minister provincially, and now is a professor at the University of Ottawa. So he's given the CAC's position on the constitution, his blessing. But then after that happened, there was a whole raft of people in the rest of Canada, including other constitutional experts who are questioning this, saying, hey, listen, you know, you're opening a Pandora's box, you're giving uh, Quebec special status. And it's the similar kind of debate. I don't know if uh, our listeners are still re- remember all this old debate about Meech Lake. It reopens that can of worms about special status for Quebec. And I did find it quite interesting to see the reaction. There's been more reaction outside of Quebec on this matter than inside Quebec. You know, but on the other hand, a guy like uh, Alberta Premier Jason Kennedy has more of an autonomous point of view, kind of a split view on what Quebec is up to and what Quebec stands to achieve in this particular bill. So as you said, this could be a year. Obviously, this isn't going to pass the National Assembly this spring. It's something that will probably carry over into the fall and potentially into the 2022. Well, you know, language is a make-work industry in Quebec. So (laughs) (laughs) what will happen is the bill has been tabled. The the session will wrap up for the summer on June 11th. So they won't have time to adopt the bill. So what will happen is there'll be public hearings and all the groups, all the subjects that we've just been discussing will be analyzed by a committee of the legislature, including the minister responsible for the bill, Mr. Simon-Jeanin Barrette. Then, you know, a bill goes through uh, possible amendments, uh, there's a debate. So I would think at best it would be adopted by maybe next Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's a strange thing, but on on language legislation, governments try to get the unanimity of the House and get the support of opposition parties. So it has said from the get-go, it does not plan to use closure immediately on this bill as it did on the previous bill, on the state secularism bill. And remember, the official opposition party, the Quebec Liberals, which are led by Dominique Anglade, are also in a similar situation to uh, Justin Trudeau in that the party has been basically shut out of the province among Francophone voters in the 2018 election. It did not win that vote. The CAC won that vote. And the the Liberals need to rebrand themselves. And that's what they're up to. So they have not said they're against the bill. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they are trying to woo the same voters, the same nationalist voters as the CAC is. Everybody is making good sounds about, you know, that the bill's a good idea and that, we, you know, we can work with it. A number of columnists have said that the only voice that's not being heard is the English speaking minority in this debate, because none of the parties want to be seen as too close to the English speaking community for the very reason that Justin Trudeau is proceeding in this way, because everybody is after those nationalist francophone votes. It's hard to tell how it will play in the long run, but the bill will certainly be passed here. You know, when you're talking about language in Quebec, especially from an outsider's perspective, it's always fascinating to watch how the debate unfolds. Philip, I appreciate your time. My pleasure. 10-3 is produced by Sean Knox, theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Philip Otier. More from him at montrealgazette.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.